The dream economy is here. Are you coming? Welcome, my name is Katherine Morrison, and as I've coached countless online entrepreneurs into six, multiple six-figure and half-million-dollar businesses, I've learned a lot. One of the main things is that I'm not just here to help you create a high quantity of money. It's actually pretty easy. I'm here to help you do that through the highest quality money imaginable. That means activating and amplifying your unique frequency to take your being and form it into a magnetic, sharply differentiated brand that has clients dropping in out of the sky, salivating to work with you specifically, not someone who does that thing you do. I'm here to help you open the channel for the creation that wants to come through you, where growing your business and building demand comes from razor sharp business precision and business growth is always tied to an expansion of your pleasure. Expanding your mind and your nervous system to create more, receive more, and be bigger in visibility and impact in the world than your rational mind ever imagined possible. This isn't matrix business building. It's business building through soul ascension. This isn't just business coaching. This is the timeline to your destiny. Are you ready to play? Welcome to the Ascension Through Entrepreneurship podcast. Let's get started. you all. I just got back from our pleasure and precision immersion experience and I am still buzzing. We took them to Sedona for an entire day. Oh my goodness. I can't even begin to express how magical the closing circle was. I mean, I got some activation in those red rocks. So it was really incredible. Oh oh my goodness. I could go on and on, but we're here today (laughs) to talk about the podcast. So next week we will be rolling out um, an intro basically to the podcast roadmap I've created for you all, as well as a deep dive into how to get the most value out of every single episode here. But for today... I wanted to bring you all a best of replay from the podcast. This episode originally aired in September of 2021, and I covered in detail what to do when you find yourself comparing yourself to others, comparing your success to the success of other people, having thoughts about your current results in comparison to the results of others, all of that kind of stuff. And my philosophy on how to approach comparison strongly differs from most other people. I hear a lot of people just say like, oh, if you're like, if you're triggered by the success of others, just like unfollow them, just stop thinking about them. And the problem with that approach is that the person that triggers you is always pushing a button within you, but they didn't create the button right? So they're just like touching a button that was already there inside of you. And so when we have thoughts about other people's success or when we compare ourselves to other people, it's pressing on a button that was already there within us. It's pressing on our own insecurity. And what I cover on the podcast in this episode from September, 2021 has hugely impacted how I've grown and developed since that time. Because I always treat triggers 
as opportunities for me to basically purify my consciousness and come deeper into alignment with who I'm meant to be in this lifetime. I use it as opportunities to root out any smallness, any conditioned smallness within myself um, and to remove the trigger from within myself so that basically I never have to live in a world where I constantly, in order to feel emotionally okay, where I like have to curate the world I'm in and I have to constantly unfollow people and censor and basically cloister myself away so that I don't have to come face to face with my own insecurity, right? Because if you think about when someone's doing that, like if there's a lot of comparison and they're unfollowing everybody, they're basically trying to remove any sort of external stimulus that would make them have to face their own insecurity. Because I take the time to face my own insecurity and transmute it, it creates rock solid security within myself. And I created this podcast 20 months ago and I still, I stand by this work as, I mean, even probably given where I've gone since the time that I originally recorded this, even more, I am like the living result of having done this work. And because this is an older episode, I do at some point, I talk about what's happening in an older mastermind I used to run when I was helping employees transition and grow to $10,000 months. And while that room is no longer open, the points and underlying message of this episode still remain, I mean, probably even more true in my bones than I felt them to be true at the time that I originally recorded this. <laughs> and I did want to give a quick update since this podcast was originally recorded. One of the things I mentioned in the episode is the understanding the difference in triggers from your conditioning, like ego triggers that are trying to like squash you back down, like you're trying to come into alignment and then you're getting triggered to try to squash yourself back down into a box somebody told you to sit in, to go back to your old way of being, to go back to your conditioning, which is very different than soul triggers, which is feeling the acute pain of when you see someone in the world fully expressed, showing you your repressed creative potential, like basically showing you who you're meant to be in this lifetime. If you're not allowing yourself to align with your potential, you will be very triggered when you see other people in the world who are expressing themselves in a way that you, your soul deeply yearns to, right? And the treatment between ego triggers and soul triggers is very different. And I'll go into it in this episode. In the episode, I mentioned an example, which was how deeply triggered I was by a spiritual entrepreneur online who was at multiple seven figures, who basically really allowed herself to follow her intuition. And in the episode 20 months ago, I talked about how how triggering that was for me because the truth of my heart was I wanted to, I wanted to follow my intuition, but I wasn't allowing myself. And I say in the episode that I was afraid that my spiritual gifts wouldn't be as great, that I wouldn't have the ability to do it. And, oh, I could like cry actually. I spoke those words in September, 2021. And if you all have been with me for more than a minute, you are deeply aware that I am now deeply in flow with where I'm being guided, that I listen to my intuition first and foremost as a priority, and it never leads me wrong. And me being in that kind of alignment is 100% stemming from the fact that 20 months ago on this original episode, I talked about all the intuitive people that were triggering me and the fact that I didn't unfollow them so that I would go back to sleep, right? 
I allowed the trigger to be there and I got quiet. I got curious and I got clear on what I had to do, what I had to sort of clear from my own mind body system to come into alignment with who I was destined to be in this lifetime. And because of that, now 20 months later, I'm not only in a business run by my intuition, but I'm also teaching other people how to attune to their own intuition. I just got back yesterday from the Pleasure and Precision Immersion Experience, where on the first night, we opened the container with vision work and feeling into the legacy they're meant to create, and then dropped them into shamanic ceremony to activate their timelines towards it. And then we closed out the immersion experience literally out in the red rocks in like a beautiful closing ceremony, basically cementing in and integrating in everything that we worked through in the few days there. And I just, oh my goodness, I could cry when I was just sitting there with the masterminders on those red rocks. I just had such intense gratitude. Like I actually began crying at a certain point in the circle because I'm just so grateful, right? That when I got the guidance to release this, like so much of what was in my former business that I was willing to release and let it go. And that now I'm just in such deep alignment. My programs are aligned. What I'm teaching is aligned. Everything I'm so in flow with where I'm meant to be in this lifetime now. And I'm just so happy because it's like my containers before, I'd always had the highest level business training you could get bringing in now, it's like the deepest for anyone who wants to bring their soul. If they feel like their work is a calling, their spiritual depth to it, there's literally no other mastermind on the planet that's at this level in terms of the work that we bring forward in pleasure and precision. And because 20 months ago, I didn't allow myself to squirm away from comparing myself to the people who are out in the world having success in a way my soul deeply yearned for, I had to do the work of unleashing all of my dormant potential that I wasn't letting out. Unleashing my connection to my intuition, unleashing my spiritual gifts, allowing all my woo-woo to express. And literally just today, I had a meeting with a client. We offered a bonus for our accelerator people that enrolled inside of the Words or Wands Mastermind within like the first few days that we had opened the doors to the Mastermind. And so I was giving the people in the bonus a social media audit where I would give them personalized feedback on their messaging. But the first thing when I got on the call with her that I dropped in with her on was I received like a pretty epic psychic download about her business. I received some very specific information about how her business wants to grow, both in terms of platform and business strategy and business model, which was pretty unique and different. Like what her business wants to be is quite different from what most digital entrepreneurs in the online space are doing. And it was very clear after I re- like received that psychic download for her that I was not just supposed to know it myself. Like I was supposed to pass it on to her. And she then told me that I basically repeated back to her nearly verbatim the vision that she had been having for the business. Like, what? You will hear me talk in this podcast from 20 months ago about how I was deeply afraid that I, that my spiritual gifts weren't as powerful. (laughs) And because I was brave enough to not unfollow all the spiritual people who at that time were very triggering to me. because I stayed with it, 
I now like, I'm like, where am I going to be 20 months from today? Holy moly. Right. Because I allowed myself to feel bad that I wasn't in alignment, that I wasn't unleashing all of my untapped potential. I mean, I would say creative potential, but this was like, it was basically my untapped potential within my spiritual gifts. And because I was willing to keep looking at that, I now run my business the exact way I talk about wishing I could when this podcast first aired. And my spiritual gifts are growing every single day. So I'm now not just receiving information and intuition around my own business, but I'm starting to increasingly receive visions and guidance for my clients' businesses. Like what? I can't believe how different I was, how differently run my business was just 20 months ago. And now that I am in such flow and alignment with the universe, I cannot wait to see where I am 20 months from today. Please take this episode seriously. When you look at comparison and thoughts about others, it might not bring up, your soul trigger might not be around unleashing your spiritual gifts, right? So yours might take you in a very different direction, but track when you're comparing yourself to others, track the root of the comparison. Is it coming from an ego thing or is it coming from a soul thing? And remove every single trigger from within yourself. I want you to imagine right? It's not fun. Remember, it's not fun to look at triggers. They don't feel good. They hurt. That's why we want to move away from them. But imagine if you take the time to do this work, just imagine where you and your business will be 20 months from now on the path to your highest timeline and your destiny on this planet. Without further ado, Let's dive into comparison and thoughts about others' success. Hello, hello, everybody. How was the day? Today, we're going to talk about comparison and thoughts about the success of other people. It's funny, I came up with a concept around this very early on in my entrepreneurial journey, and I've actually never heard anyone else talk about it in this way. And... It's kind of funny because I shared this framework, this concept that I created a couple years ago on a podcast that I was a guest on, I don't know, maybe like 18 months or two years ago, um, when my friend Simone had asked me to come on her podcast a couple of times. And people still drop in to this day and tell me that it has made their brains explode and totally change the way that they explore this topic. And it recently occurred to me. I've never shared about it on my podcast for my people. (laughs) So that's what we're covering today, my friends. Now first, let's revisit the topic of triggers. I covered this like when I first started my podcast because it was the work of like working through triggers has been such a huge piece of my success. And so you can go back if you are not an OG listener and you haven't listened to episode four. Um, that's another good one around triggers, but we're going to dive into it today and from a slightly different angle. So one of the things that has helped me to have such enormous success in such a short period of time is that I am all in on getting triggered. Like, kind of look forward to it. Like a lot of people who don't have the ability to manage their brain and regulate their thoughts and emotions spend their entire lives avoiding triggers 
Like their brain thinks trigger means move away and they think trigger means avoid because they don't have the tools of how to manage and work through them. So that is their only option, right? And that's unfortunate. (laughs) And sometimes I find when people come into this work, especially in personal development, they still avoid it, but then they wrap it up in really pretty packaging. Like they still avoid it, but they put language around it. Like they end a friendship or they leave a job with a boss who was quote unquote triggering and they call it self-care. They package it up and say they stood up for themselves. They took care of themselves. You know, they get triggered by the success of others on their Instagram. So they unfollow or mute in the name of self-care. But here's what I want to recommend instead. The greatest act of self-care is finding and removing the trigger from within yourself. And the process of finding the trigger, the process of removing the trigger is the greatest gift you could ever possibly give to yourself because then you get to live the rest of your life without even getting triggered. And when I really opened myself up to that, when I deeply realized how getting triggered was for me, it was like every single trigger was a tremendous gift and that inside of that gift was so much amazing wisdom and insight, it allowed me to develop a little bit of a kinky relationship with triggers. (laughs) Thank you guys. There's actually a razor thin edge between pleasure and pain, like runners, We'll talk about that threshold, right? That period where it feels so extremely intense as they're exercising and what happens when they are able to press past that threshold that feels really intense is that their body floods with endorphins. It's called runner's high, but it's not just with the body, right? Like the greatest, most successful entrepreneurs I know have the ability to do this in the realm of business And they do this in the realm of always, right? As an entrepreneur, you're 100% responsible for every result you have, right? The amount you have or don't have in your bank account, it's coming from your brain, my friend. And so the willingness to always be investigating what's going on in there and clear out that path, right? Like when you're, it feels super intense and you don't want to look at it, just like with the runner, right? You've got to break past that threshold and on the other side of it is like exactly what you're looking for to have that same relationship as you grow your business with yourself. And one of the biggest things I see new entrepreneurs struggle with is comparison triggers, constant thoughts about other people's success. And most people's unconscious pattern in response to this, like we talked about earlier, it's either to like remove themselves or to spin in a spiral of despair or to try to justify why this other person can have it and you can't, like to try to make themselves feel better. So today, I want you to forevermore have a checkpoint in your brain every single time you are triggered by someone else's success. Because here's the thing, when you are triggered, it just shows that you have a lack of belief that you want to investigate. Because if you believed it was possible for you too, you would be delighted by the success of others. You would be fueled by it. You would see it as exciting proof that you can do it too. But there there are two very distinct types of triggers with very different prescriptions. And I want you to be able to use this again and again as you unbind yourself. And so the question you always want to ask yourself as soon as you're triggered is this. Is this an ego trigger 
or a soul trigger. And don't worry, we're going to dive into what each of them is and talk about exactly how to walk yourself through each one. So what's an ego trigger? An ego trigger is when someone does something that threatens your current belief systems, like your way of how you think the world is supposed to operate. And if you push past the surface, you will always get to an insecurity about yourself. Like for instance, I had a client who used to get really triggered by the success of other people. And her pattern was to always immediately go to justifying to herself why it was possible for them but not for her, right? Like, oh, well, it's because she has a bigger Instagram follower following or like, oh, well, it's just because she doesn't work full time like I do. And what her brain was doing was it was taking her thought errors about what she thought she needed to have in her business, like her limiting beliefs about what was possible. Like you, you need a big following. You need to be full time in your business, right? Like these are the things you need to do to be successful. And then reinforcing them every single time she did that. Because at the core of it, she was a total badass who had crushed every single thing she'd ever set out to do in corporate, but she was really feeling insecure about whether she was cut out for entrepreneurship and if she'd ever be able to grow the business she deeply desired because of all those thoughts we mentioned, right? And so it was so painful to look at all of those thoughts, all of the lack of belief she had. So her brain was trying to protect her from the pain of that by immediately nonchalantly trying to justify why it was possible for others, right? So when she would get an ego trigger, like, she'd be like, oh no, no, this is why it's possible which at the same time was her actively taking the time to justify to herself why it wasn't possible for her to be successful. And so we had to start first with her resistance to being triggered to, you know, over time, I think it was like creating desire to look at the triggers. I think before you get to desire, right? If you're just like, you know what? I can't feel kinky about those, Catherine. Can you at least feel willing, right? Can you feel courageous enough to look at them? Can you feel curious about them? And then we can, we can work your way up to desire. And then we got to get super specific and use every single trigger point that she was having to find a different thought error that her brain was offering her that was keeping her from her success. Like the thought it's possible for her because she has a bigger social media following is the opportunity, if you choose to take it, to actually unearth and see that you are telling yourself that you need a big social media following to be successful, which isn't true, right? So it's like you, like your brain running a thought error that's like a smoke bomb that's actually keeping you from dealing with the real problem to be making the amount of money you want to be making. Because tons of people online are making hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars with a thousand raving fans. But if your brain is telling you day in and day out that you need a big following, then you'll spend all your time trying to get more followers instead of taking the trigger to the root, which is the belief that you can't do it and it isn't possible for you. And the social media following thing, that's just a root belief wearing a funny hat, right? It's just the costume that that like root belief is wearing. Or the other one, the belief that it was possible for other people because they weren't working full time is just the root belief wearing a funny mustache, right? And it's been so fun to see in the mastermind because I see outside in just the general world, like this belief that like, oh, I can't do this because I work full time. But in our mastermind, our room is split about half and half between people who are still working full-time and people who are now full-time in their business. And what I find so fascinating is that there's actually no correlation between being full-time in your business and hitting $10,000 plus months. 
I was just telling the room this past week how fun it is. Like every single month, such a large percentage of the room is hitting $10,000 a month or above. And then another huge chunk is hitting really close to that, like $7,500, $8,000 a month. And it's evenly split between the people who are full-time in their businesses and people who are still in their nine to fives while they build their businesses. Because it turns out, has nothing to do, right? Like what, what your thoughts are, are the only thing that matter, right? If you're like, oh no, 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 I can still hit $10,000 a month and have my job. It turns out you can easily create that. And I love that this room is where it's not uncommon to have a six-figure business while working a nine-to-five. It's so fun. And I love that one of those people who's hitting the $10,000 months while still in her nine-to-five is the client that I've been telling you about. Because the moment she was willing to look at her brain's intense trigger of seeing other people succeed, she allowed herself to start questioning and unwinding and wanting to face every single excuse her brain offered her about what was possible for her. But she had to start by consciously deciding it was possible for her, that she could do it, and then approaching every excuse her brain offered her as an uninvestigated thing that was holding her back. She stopped wanting to argue for her own limitations. Or here's another example. You guys know I had the fancy corporate background, the inflated title I love to have on my LinkedIn, all of the things, right? I had so much ego wrapped up in my past and my ego had a lot of beliefs about who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do in order to be successful as a coach and entrepreneur. And one of the beliefs I had was that people really value rank and title, and that's what will dictate your success. And so one day when I was in my coach training, I went out with some of the people in the program with me, and we were all just going around the table, sharing about our backgrounds and what brought us to the program. And of course, my ego loved talking about my background because, you know, I'd spent, <laughs> I'd spent a lifetime being told what I should be doing and checking those boxes. And my ego was like, now we're going to recite off all the boxes. It's going to be amazing. And then we got to this one man at the table who was in the training program with me. And as he talked about his background, his checked boxes were way bigger than mine. And I felt so triggered. Like this guy had been CEO of some Fortune 500 companies. He had actually been recruited down to Austin to work at Dell by Michael Dell himself. <laughs> like what? And it triggered all of my ego stuff around rank and title and what was needed for success. And because at this point I was in coach training, I had at least started to turn the lights on inside of my own brain a little bit, like to actually question and investigate my thoughts. And I remember my brain suggesting to me that, you know, maybe I shouldn't have left my job and that maybe I should go back into the workforce as an employee and at least get a VP title because my highest title had been senior director and my brain's plan based on my learned beliefs about rank and title was that getting triggered by this guy, I was like, you know what? I should definitely go back into the nine to five to become a VP. And then it even suggested to me that, you know, well, people look at timelines on resumes so that once I had that VP title, I should at least stay in it for a couple of years to have built the social proof and recognition to then be successful in my business. Right? It's seriously that trigger unearthed all of that, that just flew up into my brain. And it suggested all those things to me as an automatic response to the trigger. And for a second, I started to believe it. 
this is what most people do. This is why most people look like dogs chasing their tails, running through life. I started thinking about it and then I snapped the hell out of it. And I was like, what is this madness happening in my brain? Like this trigger was the opportunity for me to become acutely aware of how deeply conditioned my ego had been to degrees, titles, rank as the measure of your worthiness in society. And the moment I turned the lights on in my brain and I realized that was just an unconscious rule I'd been running because you know, I'd gotten some imprinting along the way, I let myself lean into the trigger and get curious. And I got to then start unwinding all of the fucks I gave about degrees and rank and title. I asked myself to start critically thinking about all of those things, what I agreed with consciously and what I didn't. And the work I did from dissolving that trigger has become some of the intellectual property on this podcast. It became some of the bedrock of my philosophy. Ego triggers are amazing opportunities to lean in and dissolve all of that so you can erase the bullshit from your brain you don't want to be ruled by. And so when you ask yourself, is this an ego trigger or a soul trigger? If the answer is an ego trigger, you now know your work. So now let's talk about the other one, the soul trigger. It's funny because when I first came up with this concept, I wasn't at the time that familiar with Carl Jung's work. And don't worry, you don't need to know exactly who he is or be super familiar with his work. He was a huge heavyweight in the field of psychology. He was the father of analytical psychology. And I've really loved studying and learning his work around archetypes and shadow work. And as I've learned more about his work, I realized that what I call a soul trigger and where it can lead us to is actually something that Carl Jung identified and spent a lot of time studying in his own research and work. And his term for it was the golden shadow. So the way he defines a golden shadow is essentially your untapped creative power and potential, like the greatness that is inside of you, latent and just waiting to be activated. And when someone is out in the world with a quality or an attribute, a way of being that's in your golden shadow, and they've come into letting themselves fully own it in the light and cranked it up to maximum volume and are super free in the world because of it, that will be an intense trigger. (laughs) And this could come from you having hidden parts of yourself. Like, I think a really good example of this is like a lot of women, we've been programmed to not take up space, to not be too loud, to not talk about money, but the potential that women have inside of them never goes away, right? So there are so many women who have a major gift in the world and deep inside of them, they know it's big. They want to be loud about it and sing from the rooftops, right? They want to make a lot of money, right? There's a part of them that wants to do that, but because they've been so deeply taught that they shouldn't do that or want those things, and if they allow themselves to want those things, it means something bad about them, right? So notice if you have a sort of love-hate relationship going on with people you follow. Hell, I know a lot of clients have come to me and basically said, I triggered the hell out of them, but there was this deeper part of them that even though they a little bit hated me, there was this deeper part of them that compelled them to keep listening. And that was them allowing themselves to lean into a soul trigger to discover their golden shadow, 
to feel the angst that arose when they saw me in the world showing parts of myself freely that they know are in them and that they deeply want to unleash, but they have thoughts in them that are holding them back from allowing it. It's funny, like a really good example of this that I've actually coached a few clients on is this woman, Amanda Francis. She's an online entrepreneur, multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. And I'll be honest, I don't follow her, but I'm aware of her. And I think she teaches money mindset. And I guess a few years ago, this woman had a photo shoot of herself in a bathtub full of money, just like swimming in money. And what's so interesting is I had several clients mention to me that when this happened, they unfollowed her because it caused this intense response within them where what they told themselves was that it was like distasteful or too much or women should do that, right? Like, but actually they deep down had this untapped creative potential. Like they wanted it. They wanted to earn that much money. They felt this soulful desire to create a big value-driven company and seeing her so unabashedly own that fact that she'd done it was extremely triggering for them. And the prescription I would like to offer you when you find a soul trigger is to let it hurt. When you know that something is in you, when you know deep down that it's what your deepest desire is, why wouldn't you want it to hurt that you're not allowing it out? I'm reading a book right now and it reminds me of a quote that the author mentioned from this guy, Novel Ravikant. Desire is a contract you make with yourself to be unhappy until you get what you want. And while I disagree on the semantics of it, and I do think there's like some nuances that you could totally misinterpret that and take it and apply it in a way that's not, that wouldn't serve you. I think in this aspect, I wouldn't use the word unhappy necessarily, but I think of it more like satisfied Because those super soulful desires that are in us, not the ones that our moms told us we should want or our college network thinks makes us cool, right? Not those ones, but the super soulful desires that we want for ourselves, those are really the things that just keep knock, knock, knocking within us. We literally won't be satisfied until we have them because it's our soul pointing us towards our destiny. And I'll end this with a personal story because I think it illustrates this concept and this point so well. A few years ago, I had a really intense spiritual awakening, which I'm actually thinking I might do a whole podcast on because a lot of you have been asking me stuff along these lines. But I basically went from being an atheist to having these experiences my rational mind could not explain at all. Like I started receiving visions and meditation. I would and still do just have knowings about things that will happen in my business. I had a I had a spontaneous kundalini awakening and I had never studied anything about any of that. I was like, what is happening? This energy that's like, I've never felt this in my body before, right? And I now like, I'll sometimes get knowings of like things that are happening with my clients. And I'm increasingly running my business from a very intuitive place, which has been such an interesting balance to strike because one of my greatest superpowers is how powerful my logical brain is. Like I'm a really incredible systems thinker. My logical brain can dive into the tiniest of details in something a client says and then pull it all the way down to the much bigger root and rip it out. And I spent years and years working in business development and strategy, right? Like I can do all of the rational mind stuff like very well all day, every day. But recently... I realized I was very triggered by a person online 
And because I always walk myself through this process of establishing ego or soul trigger and then removing the trigger, I found this giant segment of my golden shadow, which is that she runs a multiple seven-figure business very intuitively. She bypasses her rational mind on the regular and does shit that looks totally crazy and nonsensical and prints money from it. And as I sat really tenderly with myself, I found the belief, like I realized that I have a desire, like I want to activate that within myself and I'm scared I don't have a gift as powerful as hers, like a spiritual line of connection as deep and as powerful as hers. And me allowing myself, right, to lean into the trigger and to ask myself what was really going on and to feel the hurt there were some tears, my friends, right? To feel the hurt of like those beliefs once I allowed them to like come up for air and to be seen, it's the greatest gift I could possibly give myself. Because what I know to be true is that our golden shadow is our untapped potential. It's what is latent inside of us waiting to be activated. And I believe the soulful desires we have in our hearts are our roadmap to our purpose our destiny, we don't just randomly get that, right? It's in there for a reason. And it's our job to steward it into the 3D world, right? It's our job to bring it. There's a reason why that picked us. And I want to allow myself to be led by that. I want to allow myself to be led by that desire and to allow the sting of it that I have that desire to like have that peace that I have identified in this person while also recognizing a part of me believes I can't have it. Because if I didn't allow myself to feel the hurt of that, then I would try to cover it up. I would try to buff it out. And if I tried to cover it up or buff it out, I would never actually activate that potential. And that, it would continue to knock, knock, knock. (laughs) So if I allow the longing, then what I'm left with is having to resolve the cognitive dissonance I have between believing that our soulful desires will always match our potential to create and have and the conflicting worry that I might not have what I desire. I want to keep the discomfort of that cognitive dissonance ever present on top of mind so that I can continually work on unwinding it and activating deeper and higher levels of my potential. Like our greatest work in the world is coaching our brains and getting our brains coached so that all of our thoughts and beliefs line up with exactly what we want to have, be, and do in this world. And exploring our triggers around comparison and our thoughts about other people's success is a profoundly effective tool for you to do this. Your triggers are a map to your wildest dreams coming true. Every time you avoid one, you just delay your own success. So don't do that. Now go forth and get triggered, my loves. I'll see you all next week. you are loving what you are learning on the podcast and you're ready to cultivate and radiate your unique frequency out into the marketplace so that your audience stops the scroll, sees you, and drops in to buy, your next step is joining us in the Brand Alchemy Accelerator. Once you're energetically unbound, we take the work deeper as you prepare for the solopreneur to entrepreneur transition in the pleasure and precision mastermind, more deeply cultivating your energy and then learning to powerfully harness and direct it on the front end through the precision of your marketing and selling and on the back end through setting up a business that feels like it's holding you instead of you feeling like it's one more thing you have to take care of. 
head to www.katherinemorrisoncoaching.com to learn more.